Hey everybody, welcome to episode 383 of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. I'm Jordan Stoltz, your host. Today, I'm talking about nutrition and I'm talking about food sensitivities, something that not a lot of people uh, will realize is maybe affecting their progress and especially how they feel, which kind of in a roundabout way it does affect their progress. I'll talk about that a little bit at the beginning of the show. Thank you for listening to another episode of this podcast. I appreciate all of the support, all of the downloads, the subscriptions, the shares, those who check out my Instagram page and YouTube channel, which are always in the link of the description, and those who submit questions to be answered on the podcast via the email, also in the description. So let's get started today's show, another episode here in November 2020. Let's go. Welcome to the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Keep listening for some awesome advice on health, motivation, and becoming a better version of yourself. Be sure to tune in every week for Motivation Monday, Workout Wednesday, and Foodie Friday. Behind the mic today, your host, a strength and conditioning coach, husband, and businessman, Jordan Stoltz. What's up, everybody? Jordan Stoltz here, your host of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. This is episode 383. And, you know, something people don't often talk about in regards to actually making progress is food sensitivities or how you feel, bloat, gas, digestive distress, however you want to call it. People don't talk about that actually affecting your fitness goals. And I'll tell you why it does affect you. And it isn't affecting you in a direct way like you might think. It's not affecting you in a this food prevents me from losing weight capacity. And it's not one food that makes all the difference. But what can happen is you feel worse and this gets you in a vicious cycle. So if you feel bad, feeling bad will result in laziness, trying a little less hard and other stuff like your training or eating the right foods and hitting your nutrition. Um, it might result in you feeling worse about yourself, choosing a worse goal, giving up altogether, um, or it may result in... Um, just, I think it mainly will result in a lot of like skipped opportunities, like opportunities to eat in a deficit or surplus, whatever your, uh, goal is opportunities to train a little harder or even train at all opportunities to be confident in yourself and, uh, be okay with where you're at in your progress. These are all important things, which I can talk about another podcast, but today I want to talk about those sensitivities in general. So what are the three, honestly, the three types of foods that are most common or the three most common reasons for food sensitivities and digestive distress, it's maybe not what you think. It's not individual foods in my opinion. It's foods that fall in three categories. And I'm going to talk about those today. The first one is going to be artificial sweeteners. And I wanted to open with this one because, you know, there's absolutely nothing wrong with artificial sweeteners in and of themselves. But I do notice a lot of people I talk to, nutrition clients and things like that, who mentioned that artificial sweeteners, they don't even directly say this. Most people will say things like protein powder hurts my stomach. Um, they'll say things like zero calorie drinks mess me up or things like that, right? And I see it especially with protein powders, which are artificially flavored with zero calorie sweeteners. And a lot of times you get a lot of that because the protein doesn't taste good itself. So you're going to get a lot of artificial flavor. They don't want to add a bunch of carbs and fat to the protein powder since it's sold directly as pure protein. 
you need to add in some sweetness factor. And that's where artificial sweeteners come in and they can wreak havoc on certain people. Now to me, they don't really mess with me at all. Sugar alcohols sometimes will, but to be honest, individual sweeteners like sucralose, aspartame, these things, they actually don't affect my digestion at all. But I'm one of the lucky ones because I do know that they do affect some people, especially things like sucralose and sugar alcohols are going to really wreak some digestive havoc on some people, specifically just causing gas, to be real with you. And I hear a lot of times, like I said, it's the protein powder, but I will argue in favor of the protein powder today and say it's probably not the protein powder, it's probably the sweetener. So you maybe need to find what sweetener is in that protein powder, try a different brand, try a different flavor, try something that has a different sweetener. And you may be surprised if you just buy on like true nutrition or something unflavored way, you will see that it's not the protein because whey protein in itself is actually, even though it's a powder, it's a very pure, high quality form of protein for your body. It's not something that would mess you up. It's probably the flavoring and other additives they put in there. So that's number one. Number two is I'm going to go with the most common one, which is going to be fiber sources. I say fiber sources and not fiber in general because fiber is a good thing. I don't want to encourage you to avoid fiber. Fiber sources are important, though. Where do you get your fiber? If someone reaches out to me and says that their digestion is not good or their stomach hurts or they're bloated all the time, I'll typically have to dig into where their fiber comes from. And a lot of times it's going to be coming from protein bars and um, other things like that, where there's a lot of fiber in one thing, like a built bar, a quest bar, that's very common. It could also be from the actual whole food sources like oats, brown rice, beans, lentils, quinoa, even wheat. These things where your fiber is coming from should be rotated. And the first thing I would do is remove any food that has an incredible amount of fiber in it just by itself, which is typically a fiber syrup or something like that, which would be protein bars mainly. So any high protein items that aren't just a drink, you'll need to maybe remove those. That'll likely help a lot. And probably past that, you may have to rotate some of the grain sources of fiber you get. And I say rotate because it doesn't mean if you have a sensitivity or something, it doesn't mean you have to remove that food altogether. It may just mean you need to take it out for a while and put replace it with something else. So if you eat oats every morning for breakfast, then your stomach starts hurting. You feel bloated after you eat oats. Just anecdotally speaking, it will help to rotate that to something else. Cream of wheat, cereal, bread, muffin, bagel. I don't care. Something else that has fiber of a similar amount of fiber, you'll notice it alleviates itself, but then you can go back to oats later and cycle it back in, and it's not going to have the same negative effect that it did. So that's a big one. I think that uh, rotating those sources is a good idea anyways. And you could even do that in vegetables. If you only eat broccoli, you could develop an actual food sensitivity to broccoli. The research is a little mixed on that. But what really will happen is that that it's a lot of one type of fiber and one food and one amount that you're eating that food in. Good to rotate it. Broccoli, cauliflower, raw vegetables, cooked vegetables, steamed, fried, baked, anything. Rotate how you cook them, rotate how, which kind you eat and how much you eat of them. And that is what you need to do. I think that, that will definitely help you. But fiber is likely the, the culprit 
that is guilty of your digestive problems, your bloat, and it's probably what you think is a food sensitivity. It might just be too much fiber, too little fiber, or a source. That's a good point because it isn't necessarily the source even. It could just be the amount. If you eat something like protein bars or you eat a lot of whole grains or maybe you're in a surplus trying to gain muscle and you eat a lot of carbs, you might be eating 70 grams of fiber a day, especially if you're sticking to whole food sources and especially if you're having protein bars and stuff like that. If you're doing that, it's important to keep track of that number because if you have 70 to 90 grams of fiber per day, that may mess with your digestion at least at first. You may adapt to it, but you may not probably best to keep that in the 20 to 50 gram range just for optimal digestion and feeling good uh, and that you know that's a lot of vegetables and if you're in a surplus you're probably not eating as many vegetables anyways as if you're in a deficit so they there are some uh, things that make this easier but total fiber is something to pay attention to fiber sources is something to pay attention to and to make sure you're rotating all those things in and out the third thing is really an anecdotal one. I mean, this is with working with people. This is for me. It is just too much food. And I'm going to say that generally because I definitely notice more digestive problems when I'm in a calorie surplus, eating a lot more, eat a lot of one food in a sitting or a meal. That's when you notice some problems. And I guess this comes down to, I don't want to hear that bread messes up your stomach and hurts your digestive tract when you're eating half a loaf in a sitting, eating six sandwiches, or that pasta um, it, that pasta makes your stomach not feel good if you are, you know, eating a whole box of pasta, or even on a more on a level more people are probably guilty of listening to this. That protein powder hurts your stomach when you're having four scoops a day or three scoops a day. This is a lot of one type of food, and this is a high amount of calories in general. If you're eating in a calorie surplus, it's definitely going to creep up a little bit more than a deficit. I definitely notice better digestion, um, fewer bowel movements, which is normal, but a lot less bloat, gas, and things like that in a deficit or even at maintenance compared to a surplus. So keep in mind where your calories are at and if you're eating a lot of one food, of course, it's going to mess you up. Moderation is what you need. You eat 50 chicken wings, it's not going to make you feel very good, right? So, But if you eat six chicken wings, you probably will feel great. So it's kind of this uh, balance. you got to find the moderation, but also hit your numbers and your macros. Good, again, to rotate foods out and also just not eat too much of one thing. And that's on the short term and the long term. Don't eat too much of one thing in a sitting don't eat too much of one thing in a day, but also don't eat too much of one thing in general over time. Don't have all your protein be from protein powder. Don't have all of your carbs or most of your carbs be from oats. And the same thing in the micro. In one meal, don't let all of your carbs come from broccoli or bread or anything like that. Don't let all your protein come from whey or yogurt or chicken. It's good to mix things up and have a variety. This... Uh, eat the rainbow concept with vegetables and fruit is maybe not quite applicable to proteins and fiber and things like that because it's not a rainbow with colors, but it is a good concept to keep in mind to eat a variety of foods. I think that that is a good thing to do just to prevent food sensitivities, actual ones that could occur from eating the same food too often. 
and then uh, and then also uh, prevent any kind of deficits or mistakes you are having in your diet. It's going to prevent those if you just mix things up and don't eat too much of one thing. So moderation, fiber, total intake and sources, and artificial sweeteners are likely culprits of your problems. And this is something that a coach or a doctor or a dietitian can work with you about. This is something that's important to maybe try an elimination diet which is a great method for finding what is actually bothering you. Remove one thing. It doesn't have to be a whole food group. It could just be a food. Remove oats. Eat for a week without oats in your diet. See if you feel better. Add it back in. See if it makes it worse. Do the same with chicken. Do the same with whey protein. Do the same with peaches. Whatever you want to experiment with. Remove the food. Eat for a little bit without it, add it back in, see if there's a change. And then that's going to tell you, it's going to give you your data on what you are sensitive to. And then you can examine why. And likely it'll be one of those three things I talked about. So that's it for today, episode 383 of the podcast. Thank you for joining me again. And uh, I'll see you guys on Friday, I believe, for a new podcast. And uh, subscribe to the show so you don't miss it. Check out the Jordan Stoltz YouTube channel, Stoltz Jordan on Insta- Stoltz Jordan, excuse me, on Instagram. And of course, you can email me your questions for the podcast, JordanStoltzFitness at gmail.com. I'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, take it easy. Thank you for listening to the Triple F Podcast. Please leave a five-star iTunes review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Tune in next time for more great tips on On fitness, fitness, food, and and freedom. freedom.